Hello, and welcome to Women of Aurora, a podcast featuring remarkable women entrepreneurs and leaders working in and around the city of Aurora, Illinois. We discuss how to be successful in your business and in life as we network, support, and uplift each other. Join us to learn how to build authentic connections and have fun in a safe and open space. Hey there, I'm Suzanne Winecki, and I'm excited to guest host the Women of Aurora podcast today. I'm a nationally board certified health coach, and you may recognize my name from the Women of Aurora Facebook group. I've been a contributor talking about nutrition lifestyle and how what you eat is how you got to where you are, and nutrition can correct it. And I'm currently serving as co-admin with WOA's founder, Cindy Morales, who will be returning soon. Today, we are talking with a retired nurse and wellness advocate who is passionate about helping people live healthy lives by creating healthy habits. She leads others by finding joy within the chaos of life through her nearly rebranded podcast, Your Journey to Joy, where she shares stories from those who have overcome all kinds of life challenges. Welcome, Moira Gorski. Well, it's great to have you here, Moira. So why don't we start with, um, tell us how you went from the nursing field to becoming a wellness entrepreneur. Sure. Well, I'm so happy to be here today. I'm always, uh, I always love to connect with other uh, women and talk about my journey uh, through life and entrepreneurship. I kind of stumbled upon that wellness entrepreneur thing. Um, I worked in nursing for a little bit uh, and then uh, worked for a bulk of my career in medical sales. And then I left when I got married and started to have children. One of my children was kind of chronically sick. And a friend of mine talked to me about some natural things that uh, perhaps might help him. I wasn't so sure about that because I was a nurse and I was like, I didn't really know enough about it, but I tried some things and we made some adjustments in our home with the cleaners that we used and supplements and things like that. And it worked. We all felt better, my son, as well as our whole family. And so I started to really learn about, about wellness and how what we put in ourselves, on ourselves and around ourselves makes a big impact on our health. And the company that I had started to use products from, I started to learn about the opportunity that I could not only help my family, but I could help others. So it really started out kind of as a, a way to help my son. But then I realized that it was a way that I could help other people. I also be a stay-at-home mom, which was my main focus to raise my kids. But then I could really have an impact on other people's lives as well as um have an, you know, have an income as well. So that's really, that's how I became a wellness entrepreneur some 23 years ago. That was what I was going to ask. So then this is something that you have been, you know, having this journey for a while then. Yeah, 23 years. Our our oldest son, um, who I mentioned there, he'll be 28 in June. So um, it was really when he was starting to go into school and just, again, struggled to be a healthy, energetic kid. And um, I believe there's no coincidences and no accidents. And, you know, one of the girls that I knew at my health club, we started to be friends. And as we often do, when things work for us, so they don't work, we share them with other people. And that's what she did. And I was really glad that she did. What jobs were you doing as a teenager? And did you work for others? Or did you have that entrepreneur mindset early on? You know, I didn't really, you know, my parents weren't, um, they weren't entrepreneurs. My dad had a, um, he was a, an editor and worked in, in magazines. My mom stayed at home with us most of the time. She then did go back and do some teaching, but I had, um, I had a paper route when I was growing up and um, I guess that's a little entrepreneur. You know, I used to ride my bike and um, collect money and deliver papers and 
deliver a paper, the big paper on Sunday with my parents in the car and stuff like that. I remember that. But then I had, you know, I was a babysitter. Um, as many girls are growing up, I worked at A&W Root Beer as my first job. I worked at a ice cream and candy shop. And then when I went to college, I was like a hostess at one of the restaurants. I was a waitress. So things like that. So never really entrepreneur um, at all, just a way to make some money and uh, so that I could, you know, pay for things I needed in college or pay for things that I needed, uh, you know, as a teenager or things like that. I really think... I started to see things when I did um, go into that medical sales job. So as much as I worked for a company, I had my own territory and I got to set my own schedule and do my own thing. And I, I really liked that. I liked that aspect of that freedom and kind of working for my own thing, even though, you know, the end of the month, they'd always change the, <laughs> they'd change what we had to work for. And it would always, they'd raise the bar and things like that. But I had my own thing. And I like that. I got. I started to get a little bit of a glimpse of that when I was in that medical sales position. So having freedoms but goals was, you know, nice and gave you a little taste of that, which is nice. I I agree with that. So mm-hmm. part of what you do with Shackley as a rep there um, involves mentoring other entrepreneurs. And what are some of your top tips for success with that? Well, I think that anybody that I speak with um, on my team or as they come into um, be a rapper, an entrepreneur. We have so many. I used to look at the fact that I was so busy. I had four kids and they were involved in marching band and hockey and church and all these things. And they seem to be deterrents to my success. But what I tell other people is to look at the networks that you're in, you know, networks of women or networks with your children or with your family or with your neighborhood um, and really look at how you can maximize that. Instead of looking at that, like, I'm so busy and all kinds of things, I can't be an entrepreneur. Well, really, you can, because there's so many people that you're, you're around, and that you can help. And so not looking like that, that's something negative. So I always talk about how we can maximize our um, networks. And um, it's those setting goals is really important. And the goals can be what what they're important to you, big, small, whatever. Um, and personal development is a big thing. I learned that that um, that being an entrepreneur, I think, is is a big personal development journey. And certainly, direct selling. They often say is direct selling a personal development journey with a compensation plan attached to it. So those are really my top three tips that I um, mentor people with to really get those goals set. But look at how you can really help people uh, throughout your networks, um, and, and um, don't be afraid to do a little personal development along the way. You, you had mentioned your goals and stuff. And what advice would you have when someone is struggling with their health and wellness on their journey to achieving what they want to achieve? You know, I think these days it's so confusing. There's so much out there. There's this company, there's For that sure. vitamin, there's this cream, there's this, and this is going to cure this. This is going to help you lose weight overnight. Like there's so much. My advice is to is to find somebody that you trust and who's been in the industry that has some credentials so that they can guide you. Because again, it can be very confusing. Not every company, every product works for everybody. So you need to find somebody that you can really trust. And even before that, even if it's, if you're like, oh, come on, you're just trying to sell me products. The fact is, take a look at what you're doing and what's around you. Because again, I've learned so much about what we put in ourselves, on ourselves and around ourselves. And if we can remove as many toxins as we can, 
And that's including relationships, the foods that we eat, as well as the cleaners we use and the supplements and things like that. So even just start paying attention to that. And I say the more natural, the better to kind of like, again, there's so, like I said, there's so much out there, but I really advise my people to start with a foundation. We have to build our house on a good foundation in order for it to stand. So we need to build our health. And so I start people off like just very basic. Let's start with some vitamins, some minerals and protein. And again, do a little assessment of what you use in on around yourself, but start with those foundational products. Cause that's, you know, we didn't get sick overnight. We didn't start feeling crappy overnight. And so it's not going to improve overnight. Building our health isn't like a pill that you take and your headache goes away in two hours. So I always say start small, but again, hook up with somebody that you can trust to help you along that path to keep that confusion out there. That's kind of like, if you go, I mean, I had a gal come to me as she first started, she said, can I, can you help me? She brought like a shopping bag full of her supplements. I mean, just filled. I was like, how did you make a decision? Like what? I don't know. This person said this, this person said this. And I mean, we went through it. They were expired. They were like, it's like people are confused. And she's like, I need you to help me like streamline what I'm doing so that, again, I know that the money that I'm spending is is the right money and I'm using the right product. And you mentioned something that a lot of people don't think about, you know, what you're using in your home and putting on your skin. They don't realize the toxins that are in that as well. And that's so important, you know, because that does go into your body as well. And there's Mm -hmm. just, like you said, it's confusing and people don't understand that foundation. So that is important. How do you integrate self-care into your daily routine? My morning routine has become really important to me. That was something that I never really did before. But as I um, was going through the journey as an entrepreneur and a mom, and I have a daughter who started struggling with some life-threatening mental health um, disorders out eight years ago. I needed to start taking care of myself a little bit better, you know, put that oxygen mask on first. And so I learned about morning routines. And um, and so my mor- morning routine is a big part of my self-care. What that means is I spend a little time meditating, spend some time reading, spend some time journaling, praying, some silence first thing in the morning. And then I always do a little bit of, you know, exercise or movement or whatever. Sometimes it's a walk. This morning I went to a boxing class. So I started my day with boxing um, as well as some lemon water and some you know, water as I headed to the gym, but then I came home and did um, a meditation, did a little bit of reading and a little bit of journaling. And um, I've learned that when we start our day that way, it sets it up for just a much better, much better day. And journaling has become a big part of, again, what I do and how I really process all this stuff that goes on in my head. You know, I used to think that journaling was for those that had beautiful penmanship and things like that. And I don't. So I just kind of kept staying away from journaling. But I realized that it's a way to get our thoughts out and to get our our prayers out and get our, you know, kind of like try to, it's almost like free therapy. You know, sit there and Maybe you wake up and you're still a little angry about something that happened yesterday. It's like, what is going on with me? And I start writing and it's like amazing what comes out there. So that self-care, that morning routine is really important. And then I always then, again, go into, I have a smart supplement plan and just the way that I start the day nutritionally. And most of it's in the morning there, but there are certainly times that I end my day with a meditation or I end my you know, day with some journaling and things like that. So setting the tone and, you know, taking that time for you to, you know, change that mindset and, you know, what you need and what you got to do is, I agree, that's very important. And 
I should probably do that. More people should do that, right? <laughs> More people should do that. That's right. Right. Yeah. For sure. So tell us about your podcast. I understand that you have one and you're moving in a direction with a, a rebrand as well. Yeah, thank you. I I do. I started podcasting the beginning of 2020. I like I had mentioned just a little bit ago, my uh, daughter started struggling when she was in high school with uh, any an eating disorder and some mental health struggles. Um, I had an eating disorder myself in college. During that time where, you know, the past seemingly is repeating itself in front of your face. um, You know, I started to learn a lot. That's really when I started to go on to that, like, how am I going to take care of myself? Because I started to learn such an impact of stress. And, you know, when you have those around you that you love that are struggling, it's it really has an impact. And so I learned a lot through that with that morning routine and finding ways to deal with that stress. But the more people I met, everybody, I learned that everybody has a story. They're so inspirational when you listen to other people's stories and how they got through their challenges or overcame addictions or overcame eating disorders. And I just felt like, I, I wanted to share more of those stories and podcasting is a cool thing. I always like to try the new things. So I was like, I'm going to try my hand at podcasting and see if I can sh- continue to share in a larger manner. And so I started uh, with my podcast called Juggling the Chaos of Recovery. And for the last three years, I've been, again, sharing stories of hope. I've been sharing my stories of the people that I've met along the way that have helped me create my morning routines and breath work and meditation, all those kind of things. And as I as life has gone gone on, I mean, the podcast has been extremely helpful for me, as well as, you know, for the, hearing those stories, because uh, our daughter was really struggling quite a bit with her health during that time. And I'm happy to say that she's come along and she's 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 moving along. And I just keep I, I realized with my own journey that I needed to go find things that brought me joy. And, you know, we can get pulled down with all the stresses in life again, which I was. And, but I learned that I was kind of waiting for things to get better. And I learned that, you know, I needed to go find the things that brought me joy. And so things really kept coming up. My journal, I created a journal, it's called the journey to joy journal. Like that joy word kept coming up. And I really saw that that's really what I'm passionate about. I really, there's always going to be chaos and there's always going to be juggling, but I want to focus on helping people find joy in their life. And I do that really with what I do with um, as well, you know, sharing the inspirational stories, but also with helping, you know, as women age, we're not so joyful. So I can help you with your health. I can help you with entrepreneurship. That joy kept coming up. And so I've rebranded just the last couple of uh, weeks. And now my podcast is called uh, Your Journey to Joy and really focusing on that joy. But as a very brilliant friend of mine said, why don't you call, why, don't, what, why can't joy be like the journey of you? I was like, that's it. I mean, I'm helping people go on the journey of them and to really, again, discover the ways that they can find joy. So it's a similar, similar message, but also just a really expanded message. So I'm excited about it because I'm, um, again, I'm still going to share my journey, but also other people that are on this, this journey of helping people find joy. But also, again, those recovery stories, we find there's always some joy at the end. There usually is. So that's what my rebrand is. So I'm really excited about um, shifting into that second season and um, and seeing where that, that leads to. You know, I mentioned earlier about that oxygen mask that you have to put it on first to, you know, in order to help people. And, you know, you had just said that, you know, things are bogging you down and you have to find your joy to do that. And I, I just like that little twist of taking care of yourself first with 
finding that joy so that you can be a better person to help those around you. And I just, I love that little twist with that. I, I, I just, I, I like that. <laughs> so Thank you. Yeah. You're, you're well, I learned that. Yeah. I mean, I had a wonderful mother who was very stoic, very English, and she just got stuff done. And I took that from her. Like I got stuff done, right? I just do it. You gals know me. And so it's like, I just get things done. And I learned that when I was trying to help people, so many, you know, my daughter, my business, my family, like trying to help, like I realized that I didn't ask for help. I saw that from my mom. She just got it done. And so like, I got it done. It was hard for me to ask for help because I felt like that means I was kind of incapable of getting stuff done. And it really isn't. It's about really, I like to say support. So it's about, you know, finding support and support can be those, Hey, you know what? I need to go. I need to go support myself. And I'm going to go for a walk because the birds are singing and the sun is out. I mean, it can be simple things like that that bring you joy. Like I love the fact that I could open my window in my office yesterday and hear the birds singing. I mean, I (laughs) interviewed somebody on a podcast once. They're like, do you have birds in your house? I'm like, no, the window's open and there. I have a bird feeder out there. And that's something that makes me so happy when I can hear and see those birds. I think that's true for a lot of women. We just don't, we just don't ask for help. We just don't. We just kind of struggle quietly, I think, and just try to get mm-hmm. it all done ourselves, for sure. Right. For sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. Um, so why did you join Women of Aurora? I love to support other women. As I've been on this entrepreneurial journey for 23 years, um, I I know that it hasn't always been, you know, peaches and cream. And so I've appreciated the support. I've appreciated networking groups. So that's why I joined different groups like Women of Aurora, to just be part of to meet other women and um, to support them, see how we can support each other. Um, and I get a lot of, I mean, I learned during the pandemic that um, I think I knew it before then, but it certainly came to light during that pandemic. I like to be around people and just having that, that support. And so, you know, that was a big part of why, why I joined so that we can, again, so I can learn. I always like to have, again, I'm just somebody that, Hey, this works. I love this new restaurant. Here's a new person that joined my network that does this, this might be interesting. I always just like to learn what people are up to and figure out how we can support each other. It is amazing how much more we can get done and how much joy we can find in ourselves and in other people when we do surround ourselves with other women and people like you and me and Amy here, who is helping us with this podcast. And it is, it's just, a, it's a good thing. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, Absolutely. So what is your book recommendation for us today? Well, there's a couple of them that that I have. um, One of them that I finished and one that I've just started. The one that I really loved recently is called The Gap and the Gain. It is by Dan Sullivan, uh, also with Benjamin Hardy, too. Um, It's a great, and it's called The High Achiever's Guide to Happiness, Confidence, and Success. It's the idea that oftentimes we look at everything that we don't have. And everything that we haven't accomplished. And we put the goals on our board and it's like, oh, oh, I haven't gotten that goal yet. So you think about all of that, all of that gap there. But there is science that you talk about, you kind of see what the gap is. And then your reticular activating system goes to work on how to close the gap. So there is some science there. I like that. But I often tend to look at like all the stuff that I haven't done. And, oh, I haven't reached that goal. And I didn't get this thing. And I didn't get this thing. Or I haven't done this. 
And we look at all, all of the gap instead of really looking at our gains. Like, but what have we done? Like, what are the good things that we have done? And it was a real game changer for me. It's a lot of like, I don't usually put post-it notes in it, but for those that can see this, <laughs> there's all kinds of post-it notes. Because really, it was so good to really, again, look at, let's look at the things that we have gained, you know, and then move on from there. But it's a, it's a great book. And then I recently was told about, and I just started reading this, it's called Win-Win. It's by Laura Meyer. And it's about creating mutually beneficial relationships that grow our business, our businesses. So it's about relationship marketing. Yeah, it was published, uh, first edition was 2022. So she talks about like this digital world that we they're in and this way of connecting, which there's some good, but like we are all texting and talking to each other, but like nobody's listening. And like nobody is really that, not nobody, but you know, just overall, like we aren't really connected. And it's that idea that like got all these like social media followers, like, so what? Does that really mean we have, that doesn't always translate to, to really growing, thriving businesses. And so she talks about that developing relationships, really authentic relationships and how we can do that. And sometimes there's a smaller group of people that we have these great relationships with it, but to really show how we can do that so that our businesses can really, again, that mutual support and that our businesses can thrive. So I've just started, I'm probably just a third of the way into that, but it's a good one. She has some great resources about how to share on social and how to, again, connect with other people. So that's a good one as well. And I like the the, the overall theme with both is that shift towards the positive as opposed to the negative. And, you know, that was something that, you know, my husband left because this year I told him, I said, you know what, we're always so quick to criticize and complain. I said, in this year, I said, I'm going to make the point to compliment. You know, we always will mm -hmm. go to the restaurant and complain, but we never compliment. And so, I, you know, I will always, you know, say, hey, you did a good job, you know, waiting on me or whatever. But because we always do, we find the time to complain, but not to compliment. And it's that shift to the positive. I I, I like that. That's yeah. for sure. We got yeah. to start doing better. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And um, and I, I have to share the funny, just a quick, funny story. I was at the I'd gone to church on Easter and had to realize I forgot a couple of things at the grocery store. So went to the grocery store after I dropped my husband off at home. And this gal, she just stopped. She just came up. She goes, are you Moira? I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> and I mean, I hadn't seen her in like years. She goes, do you remember me? I'm Cindy, blah, blah, blah. And um, she goes, I saw you years ago when um, at Elizabeth's house and we were doing a skincare thing. And she goes, oh my gosh. She said, you just look like you haven't aged since then. What's your secret? So she just had this, but she came up to, she goes, I just had to do a confrontational compliment. <laughs> and I just laughed at that. But it was like that she just, I mean, she came, she kind of left her cart and just walked out. You Moira? But it, it made me chuckle, but it also made me feel so good. Like she wanted to just come up kind of in an aggressive way, but give me a compliment. And that's right. what you're saying, Suzanne. It's like, we need to do more complimenting. And let's look at the good. There is so much out there that's not good. And we can really pull ourselves down with our For own sure. lives. And, you know, if we can confront other people and um, give them that compliment, I think the world can just be a much more. Like like you've been saying, find, find that joy. For sure. Right. Okay. So where can people connect with you online? Well, I do have a website with my name, moiragorski.com. And you, you can find all the things that I'm involved with, my my business, my journal, my podcast. Um, but you can find me on social as well. You know, I'm active on Facebook and 
Instagram as well as LinkedIn. And I'm usually with my name, Moria Gorski, although I'm Green Gorski over on Instagram as well. Well, great. Well, thank you for joining us today, Moira. It's definitely been a pleasure learning a little bit about you and your business. And we all need to, like I said, do better and find that joy. And, you know, thank you for sharing some of those positives with us. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a great, it was a pleasure to be here. Many thanks to our producer, Amy Downing of Amy Downing Media and Marketing. Looking for a space to create connections in Aurora, Illinois? Join the Women of Aurora Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Did you enjoy the show? Let us know in the Facebook group and be sure to tell a friend. If you haven't yet, remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform. See you next time.